I have to tell you something as we pray this morning. Because of this lady right over here, Ireland, I match liturgically every Sunday because she made a different colored one of these things for each season of the church here, which I think is really cool. And I forget to, I keep forgetting to thank her. Which, so I'm, I'm, I'm white today. Let's pray. Lord, it is good to be here, to be among your people, to be with those who are joining us online, even in this strange period we're living in. Help us, Lord, to be contagious people, sharing your word. Amen. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read God's Word, I, I don't understand Him. Why, for instance, when God chose a people for Himself, did He, choo- did he not chose or choose the most powerful nation in the world at that time? Egypt. Instead, he chose their slaves. Or, and, and there's lots of examples. Like there's a, there's a reading we're going to come up to in a couple weeks during Lent on Sunday morning. It's going to be from Numbers. It's where the people are grumbling, and God sends venomous snakes among them, and they start getting bit and die, and and they repent. And you know, God could have just said, "Okay, you're healed." But instead, he does this thing where he has Moses build a bronze snake and set it up on a pole, and anybody who looks at that snake will live. Why? It worked, but why? Or perhaps you know the story of of Joshua and the battle of Jericho. What Brilliant military strategy. I want you to march around the city blowing trumpets and shouting every day for seven days. And on the seventh day, everybody just blow their trumpets and shout at once. What? It worked. But it doesn't make sense. Or what about what we talked about in the children's message this morning? Why entrust his most precious treasure to you and me? I mean, that's what he's done, right? You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You are going to be the vessels that carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to an unbelieving world. That's like putting your most precious treasure in breakable, fragile clay jars. You wouldn't do that. You'd... Put it in a bank. You put it in a safety deposit box. You you get a safe or something like that. Make sure it's locked up. Safe. Secure. 
But God doesn't do that. Instead, he chooses people like you and me who he knows not only are we prone to fail, we will fail. We will say the wrong thing. We will get it backwards. We'll stick our foot in our mouths. We will fail. And yet, just like I tell you at the end of every service, he says to us, go out and shine like stars in the universe as you hold forth the word of life. Now, why? Well, today's reading from 2 Corinthians that you read, Jim, that last verse really explains it, doesn't it? It says, but we have this treasure, this priceless treasure, in jars of clay. Why? <laughs> to show that the all-surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. God chooses clay jars so that the focus will be on the treasure, not on you and me. You know, if you, if you had a beautiful painting, you wouldn't surround it with a gold frame with jewels and blinking lights. Why? Because everybody would look at the frame. You'd pick a frame that would cause everybody to look at the painting. The transfiguration of Jesus is a perfect example of that. Jesus takes with him three disciples, sort of, sort of like I was thinking, as I was really thinking of the three guys from uh, the Kunama congregation that are going to go through that training. He did that, Jesus did that with Peter, James, and John, and he, he took them up a mountain. And the Bible says that he was transfigured before them, that his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And Matthew tells us that his face shone like the sun. Wow. What make that glory even stand out even more was the frame. Because Jesus, as he walked up that mountain, didn't look any different than you or me or those other three men. He didn't, he didn't come into this world with his glory on full display for everyone to see. He came into this world as a tiny infant. And he grew up. Grew up just like these kids that are out here that were taking part of the children's message. Looked just like them at one point in his life. Looked just like you and me at another point in his life. Right? And he, so that when, they, when, that, when that veil was pulled back and, and his glory was revealed for those disciples to see, it's his flesh and blood that added the emphasis. It's exactly what St. John wrote in his first chapter in his gospel. He writes, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld his glory, glorious of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, God 
is doing that through you and me. He's doing that by entrusting us with his treasure. Because he wants the focus to be on the treasure, not on us. Do you hear those words that, that, that Paul said? It's just a couple verses before our text. He said, we what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. See, being a contagious Christian is all about Jesus. Because you and I cannot change anyone's heart. But he can. You and I cannot save anyone. But Jesus has. You and I cannot pay the price even for our own sins, let alone the sins of the world. But Jesus paid that price. There is no way that you and I could prepare a place for anyone in heaven. And Jesus, but Jesus went there and he prepared a place in heaven for all who believe in him. It's all about him. We need to remember that we are just frail, cracked, clay jars. And folks, witnessing is not about hiding the cracks. That's real important for us to understand. You know, I, I remember we had a friend whose sons got in an argument, and one of them put his fist through the wall, <laughs> so they put a painting over it. And there's somebody else who had cracks in their wall. Well, rather than investigate the foundation, they just kept painting the wall. Sometimes that's our solution. Let's just decorate around. Let's just kind of shine up the pot. Let's just try and make it. Because we are afraid. We are afraid for anybody to see that we have cracks, that you and I are sinners, that we fail. What will they think if people know that we Christians worry, that we Christians have fears, that we Christians get sick and make mistakes and do the wrong thing? Folks, It's the fact that we're frail that makes the gospel shine even more brightly. You know, I want, you to, I want this last next statement to be seared into your mind. God's light shines most brightly through cracked pots. And there was a story I meant to share at the beginning, but I'm saving it for here. It's another one that makes no sense. It's the story of Gideon. I love this story, right? Gideon is leading Israel, and the Midianites have come with an army of tens of thousands. And so God gets Midian ready, and he takes Gideon's army of 22,000. He says, yeah, you don't need 12,000. And he reduces it down to 10,000. God isn't done yet. <laughs> ah, you don't need 10,000 
and he reduces Gideon's army down to 300. And then he sends them out to war with trumpets and torches hidden in, you guessed it, clay pots. And they surround the, the mighty, vast army of the Midianites. And at a signal from Gideon, they blow their trumpets and they smash those clay pots and those torches that were hidden inside when they were exposed to the air, blazed into life. And the army of Gideon, 300 strong, shouted. And the vast army of the Midianites thought they were surrounded by a great host. And they fled in terror. And the people of God won a great victory. Hmm. Wow. Doesn't make any sense. But it's God's power. What about Jesus? You want to know when his glory was really revealed? It wasn't on that transfiguration. It was when they whipped him and beat him. Nailed, put a crown of thorns on his head and nailed him to a cross. Of that moment, Jesus said just days before, now the Son of God is glorified and God is glorified in him. There in the clay jar of his broken flesh, Jesus paid the price, won eternity for you and me because God's light shines most brightly through cracked pots. That's why he's entrusted the gospel to you and me. You know, the guy who wrote this text today, he knew it from personal experience. He was a cracked pot, and he was constantly telling people. Paul, right? Listen to what he says about himself. He says, I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. Yet for that reason, very reason, he says, I was shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Paul is saying so people could look at me and say if God could love him. He can love me. That's how I feel. You know what a sinner I am. I hope you can look at me and you can say, well, if God can love him, then he can love me. I shared with you before the story of Dwayne Leonard. It still speaks in my mind. He was from the Texarkana congregation. You know when he shone most brightly? When he was dying of cancer. He sat with his son-in-law in the hospital, talked to him about Jesus. And that son-in-law was baptized into the Christian faith on Easter Sunday just a month or so before Dwayne died. Folks, there's a reason why this text speaks to me this morning. Last February, attendance was going up. We were up by 10 or 15 already in the month in 2020. 10 or 15 a Sunday. 
and COVID hit. And for the first time ever, we had to start talking about in-person and not in-person worship and masks. And we've been in a world that's changing. And the truth of the matter is that the world that is ahead of us will be nothing like the world we left behind, except for the need of the gospel. As a congregation, and I'm not just talking about our congregation, every pastor I know and every congregation I know is concerned about this. We're not sure who's going to be back and who won't. And as a church, we've had two staff members take a call, another one retire. We've had some of you had the congregation you belong to close. Right? We've had three or four families that are very active move because of retirement or jobs. At times... I feel like we're leading Gideon's army. But that's the point. In the midst of it all, in a world that's changing, God has entrusted his gospel to us. His most precious treasure to this cracked pot. And he does so with the promise that God's love shines most brightly through cracked pots. The power is from him. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which pass all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.